What is up, sirens? It is your mother's siren speaking. I am feeling very off this week, and I noticed other people were feeling off too. I woke up on Monday having quite possibly just the most dramatic day of this year. I am a huge drama queen. I'm very aware of that, but I'm also very hard on myself. As I've told you guys before, I'm so bad at asking for help from others and I really love taking control of situations. It's hard for me to let go and let life take its course sometimes in certain situations. You know, there's parts of my life where I'm like, this is flowing. I let it happen. Like money, for example, you know, it's flowing. I let it happen. It comes back to me when I spend it. You know, I think of money in an abundant way, but you know, this past weekend, my mom came and I was trying to plan my baby shower and I got an event planner instead of having my mom do it all because my mom didn't really know like what to do. I obviously don't know what to do. I've never thrown a shower before. I don't think she had one either. It's just all around like kind of confusing. So it was like, if I got an event planner, I feel like that'd take off more stress. And then I got a few emails from her and they were all so negative. <laughs> they were all like, uh, most of the places I reached out to said they weren't available for your date. So you're going to push back the date. And I was like, I can't push back the date because I invited people from out of state who already bought tickets. And then some people backed out who kind of changed the whole like dynamic of the group. And I guys, I was freaking out. I was like, fuck, there's going to be no shower. I'm going to have to have the shower at the Phoenix Zoo. My event planner told me that there was an opening at the Phoenix Zoo. I was like, I am not having my baby shower there. That is actually a joke. So I was freaking out. I was just like, okay, she's like telling me there's going to be no shower. I just paid this event planner to help me. And it was just all around like, it's just ruining my day. And Monday was already like such a weird day. And like I said, so many other girls I follow were like, anybody feel off today? Does today feel weird? And yeah, it, it felt weird. I don't know what was in the air on Monday, but I felt so unmotivated, just messed up. And I stayed all day in bed, was like crying and I just felt awful. But yesterday was a lot better because I like did my own deep dive and found some other venues. I don't know why my wedding planner said all of the venues she reached out to weren't available because I found some that were and I'm just like I don't know where you're looking but they were available. So I found a place and it's a little expensive I must say but I really want to have like a nice shower with like all my friends and family. So that's being worked on. I think I'm booking it today, actually. And we're going for a very, like, minimal all-white picnic vibe. It'll be at this place called the Scott Resort. They host weddings there as well and, like, bridal showers, all kinds of things. And it's got this beautiful, like, lawn. It's called Laguna Lawn. And I was thinking of, like, putting down low tables or not low tables. We can't do low tables. I just remembered because we have grandparents coming. So we're going to do like one really long table, get some white chairs, put some umbrellas up and put some candles going down the entire table with like tons of individual small glass vases. And then they'll have like one or two flowers in them. Like I said, it's like a minimal floral arrangement very excited about it. Of course, we got to play games. I've never once again been to a baby shower, so I don't know what kind of games we're going to play, but overall, I'm very excited. I think I'm going to wear like all white and reveal the gender after the shower. So that's the plan for now. You guys will find out the gender of baby siren. We will see what the baby siren is after April. But yeah, I, moral of the story, I am not an event planner. I am not good at it, but I am very picky and I have certain specifications. So 
we got into a bit of an issue, but it's fine. It's over and we're feeling better. I mean, I can't blame the event planner because she was much cheaper than my original one that reached out. Somebody reached out to me to, sh- to like plan their, my shower. And I was like, oh, well, maybe they'll want to like work together or maybe they won't be as expensive. They were $5,000. $5,000, guys. That does not include food, the venue, the chairs, anything. It literally is just $5,000 for their event planning service. When I tell you I shit a chicken when I saw the invoice, I was like, I, who pays 5k for a baby shower? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe total 5k, but 5k before they even get anything? I mean, guys, the baby's not even here yet. Like, that's a little ridiculous. So, I was like, yeah, we're not doing that. (laughs) Just, no. But yeah, I went with this other lady. She's really sweet. I don't think she knows like the venue vibe for sure. What like the Phoenix Zoo was like a really weird recommendation. But I'm glad I found the Scott. There's also this all white photo studio at Modern Manor, and it's in Phoenix. And I was looking at that as well, but I don't know the pricing yet. And I just thought it would be cute to be on like a grass lawn and like kind of have a picnic vibe for this shower. Plus the Scott is very nice and it's got a great atmosphere. Meanwhile, if I went to like a photo studio, the atmosphere is just like, okay, we're at like a photo studio, you know, but it would be really cute. It has really great bright light coming in. And at the end of the day, I'll be with friends and family and Trust me, guys, I totally know this. Like, I need to be, like, more calm. Like, at the end of the day, like, all that matters is I'm, like, with people that love me. I just, I freak out when it comes to events. I don't know why it is. And I'm praying to God it goes away before I have our baby because I don't want the baby to think I'm freaking crazy and to expect that before every event events should be fun. And I just have to learn to like reach out and ask for more help and not think like, oh, you know what? I'll just do it myself. Cause like you can't do it. That is so hard for me to let go of, but you know, I'm just trying to be honest with myself and be very self-aware through this learning process because that's the only way I'm actually going to learn. And it's really difficult to admit, but that's just me. That's just some. So, but yeah, it was hard to get over that. Yesterday was so much better. The wonderful Nina came in. I haven't told you guys, but I hired a new social director slash assistant. She helps me with all of my tasks from like socials to editing to my YouTube channel, creating, you know, making ideas, all kinds of things. She helps me. She's just like my right-hand woman, basically, and she's been crushing it. It is such a pleasure to work with her, and it's just such a pleasure to work with someone that motivates you and understands, like, what you mean without having to explain yourself or kind of micromanage. She's very independent and takes initiative, and I absolutely love that about her. So, It's been wonderful working with her and she's coming in soon. So we're excited to crush another day of content. Yesterday we filmed like eight TikToks, I believe. She tagged a bunch of clothes for a pop-up I'm having soon, April 8th. Very excited if you're local to the Phoenix Scottsdale area. It will be April 8th. I'm so excited. And this is where I just sell my gently used clothes. So I get to meet you guys in person, hang out with all my fellow sirens. It's so fun. And it's just like a good time. We just like hang out, talk about clothes, like, and I get to meet all of you guys. So I'm really excited for that coming up. And we tagged like all the clothes for y'all. And 
yeah, I was pretty much on my feet all day. And I've talked about this on my stories before about how being on my feet makes my calves swell. And a lot of you girls were like, get compression socks, like they're life changing. And I totally agree. But this is the thing, guys, I make styling videos. So I can't wear compression socks constantly because then I would just be taking them on and off and they'd also be leaving marks on my legs. And like I wear sometimes heels or sometimes I'm wearing like skirts and I can't like show, you know, compression socks. So, and I'm just doing that all day making videos. So it doesn't really make any sense for me to wear compression socks throughout the day, which is a huge bummer. I know you guys really wanted to help me with my leg situation, but yeah, on the days that I'm filming, like I literally just cannot do that because I'm, I'm showing my entire body head to toe. So it's just like not possible, which is super frustrating. And yeah, I try and keep my feet up, but you know, I'm just getting deeper into this pregnancy. I'm like 140 pounds, 45. I started at like 115 and I feel like my body's just like not used to holding this weight. And so, yeah, it just makes my legs swell, but it goes back down once I just like go to bed. So nothing to worry about. A lot of you guys thought I had a blood clot. I don't have a blood clot. I promise. Don't be alarmed. I'm totally okay. I go to the doctor. I have nurses on call. I am literally fine. A lot of you guys get worried. I promise it's totally okay. But I woke up this morning to so many submissions to a Q&A box I posted on my Instagram story last night. I asked, been thinking about icks and red flags from random guys in the past. So I'm curious, what are some of yours? And the, <laughs> the submissions were just fucking hilarious. You guys sent me across the fucking room. Okay, let's backtrack. The reason why I was thinking about this, I was like washing my face in the bathroom the other day. And I remembered this one guy, his name is Joe. And I have known him all throughout like college. And I like talked to him at one point, like went on like set up dates. One time he made me the most pitiful meal in college. It was so funny. It was like canned corn and like a Salisbury steak. He made it for me in his apartment. It was like not good. And I, I had to eat it and like smile through the pain. It was like really salty. And I it was so gross. Anyways, I just thought he was like really hot because he was like six, like five, I'm, like an ex-basketball player. Yeah, I just thought he was like really hot. And I've known this guy for a while now and hooked up a few times, never became serious. And then like I moved to Arizona, like I left Texas, moved to Arizona. And for some odd reason, we started like texting and talking again. Like, why? I'm all the way in Arizona. What is the reason for us to be talking? But you know me, I love to entertain, old summer love to entertain ridiculous and dumb men. Yeah, we would text like every day and like send pictures or whatever. Like, I don't know, the most random things. He'd always be like, send me a selfie or like, oh, send me a pic of what you're doing right now. And honestly, that just felt like an ick in itself because I'd be like, why the fuck? Or, no, like not a Snapchat. It would be like on iMessage and he'd say, like, send me a picture. And I'd just be like, why? Like, and do you want this to be like a nude? You know, I you know what I mean? He Anything he did, I was like, ick. But I kept talking to him because I don't know. I just love attention. Uh, who knows? But I remember he would like send me songs and so I would send him songs and this is just like one of the biggest out of all the red flags he has like he has a million but like one of his biggest red flags to me was that he would like competitively send and share music. I have dated multiple guys like this. There's a lot of guys like this I feel like in San Marcos. Maybe it's also just like a college frat guy thing. But I feel like certain guys will literally send you music 
because they think it's underground, unheard of. Like, let me put you on. Oh, you've never heard this? Like, yeah, like I sent you this song. Like they like to claim that they put you on to a song and they like take so much pride in being the first to introduce you to a, in quotations, good song. And that was like one of his biggest red flags. I dated a lot of guys like that. And that shit drives me up the walls because they make you feel like lame if you just send them a song they've already heard. Like one time I think I sent a guy like a YG song that I didn't know like came out yet. I thought it was like just came out or recently came out. So I was like, oh, this guy likes YG. Like, let me send it to him. And I did. And he was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, obviously I've heard this song. Like, this is YG. That shit's been out forever. And I was just like, okay, like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's just kind of gross. Like, dude, I just sent it to you because I was thinking of you. I don't know. You said you like them. Like, just be nice and be like, love that song or just heart it. Like, don't be a fucking weirdo and be like, are you kidding me? Like, you haven't heard that song? Like, that's funny. Like, I heard that, like, right when it dropped. Like, okay, you're not YG himself. You weren't in the fucking studio. If you were in the studio and that's when you heard the song, then wow, that is impressive. But if you're not, like, fucking YG, then I don't give a shit. I'm gonna send you this song. And then this Joe guy, when I sent him, like, some random song. I sent him, excuse me, like maybe this is an ick of mine. Maybe I'm icky, but I think I sent like the song Sixes to Nines. I had never heard Sixes to Nines. This was like summer of 2020. I never heard Sixes to Nines. Excuse me, I've heard all these big wild songs except for Sixes to Nines. And I just sent it. I was like, this is what I'm listening to right now. That's all it was. And his reply was like, LOL. Like, yeah, everybody's heard sixes to nines. Like, duh. And I was just like, seriously, can you not just appreciate it and enjoy that I just like sent you a song and thought of you? Maybe I'm coming off as a little defensive, but it just like those little things like piss me off. Or like I dated this one guy who would, you know, be on Ox when we got in the car and every song he'd put on, like he he really tried to be hipster, indie, rock, like alternative. Like he thought, he really thought Young the Giant was like an underground brand, band that like nobody had heard of and like that was his favorite band. But he would put songs on and every time he'd change the song on Ox, he'd like look at me to see if I would like start singing along and of course I did because I'm a musical genius and I'm a pop culture queen and I know a lot of music just like the next person I mean let's be honest like everybody listens to to the same music like nobody's special okay let's get that figured out let's get that straight but of course every song he'd play I would know the lyrics to and he would be like, damn, like this one, you know, this one too. And I'd just be like, what are you talking about? Like you just put on like the Lumineers. Like, yeah, everybody knows. Hey, ho, like what? I just, I can't guys in college are just, they are X. Like that's overall, like, I don't want to cut this podcast short, but they're just all X. So that was like a huge, one of my personal red flags and icks from guys in the past was competitively sharing music just to put you on and take ownership introducing you to music. That is cringe as fuck and it's not siren approved. Another personal ick of mine that I discovered after being with Yaz is only complimenting your sexy qualities. So when I first started hanging out with Yaz, like, obviously, we were friends. And what I loved about him is he always complimented me on my non-sexy qualities. Like, he'd be like, oh my god, I really like this outfit that you're wearing. Like, it looks so good on you. And it would be like during the day, like I was wearing like a legging set. I distinctly remember we were in Miami together. And he 
was like, I really love this color on you. Like the set looks really nice. And <laughs> when I tell you it made my heart melt, I was like, thank you. <laughs> I loved it because usually guys will only compliment you on like your sexy qualities. Like, damn girl, you look good in this dress or, you know, like, oh, you're so sexy or like, damn, you're so hot. You know, it's never like, oh, wow, this color looks really pretty on you. And that's kind of what attracted me so much to Yaz is he always made compliments about like, oh, you're so funny or I love your smile. You have such beautiful eyes. You know, I guess eyes could be considered like a sexy quality, but he never complimented me. Yaz never complimented me in like a creepy nightclub stalker way. You know what I mean? Like those guys that come up to you in the club that are like damn shoddy, like let me get a piece of that. Like it's, it was never like that. And so many guys are like that. They like don't know how to set aside their masculinity and embrace their femininity. And I think that's a major red flag. I think it's also a huge red flag to coordinate and come up with plans, like hit you up on the weekend, come up with plans later on in the week, And then the day of, be like, hey, actually, like, I'm going to hang out with the boys instead. Can we reschedule for, like, tomorrow? Or um, when are you free next? I hate that. That is something I don't think you guys should stand for either. And that's another thing that, like, with Yaz, he always made our plans work. Like, I was never worried. Like, have you guys, like, have you ever gotten ready and... It's like the day of you made plans with some dude and you got right, you're getting ready, doing your makeup and you feel anxious. You're looking at your phone like he hasn't texted me all day. He hasn't followed up about the plans that we spoke about a couple of days ago. I'm not sure if I'm hanging out with him or like my friends tonight. Like, ooh, should I text him? Should I see like if he still wants to follow up? Blah, blah, blah. Like you're all anxious. You don't know. That is a red flag. That is not how a guy should make you feel. That's also not how like anybody should make you feel, whether it's a guy or a girl or like a friend. It's like, oh, holy shit. My foot is cramping right now. Ow. Another, another pregnancy symptom I'm feeling is a lot of cramping in my feet and legs. Ow. Ow. So yeah, you guys should Like, siren rule number one, do not let a guy make you wait up for him. Do not give him that power. That is just giving him power of your plans of your entire night. It may even ruin your weekend. So you're giving him power over your your feelings and your mood and your overall, like, well-being. Because if you're like me... It's going to send you over the wall. You're going to be like, oh my God, what is he doing? Where is he? Like, you're going to go out not focused on yourself. You're going to go out and think like, oh, am I going to run into him? Like, am I going to see him? Are we going to like hang out later tonight? All of that is a game. And if you're looking for something serious, you must stay very, very far away from that. But if you're looking for fun, no strings attached, and someone to hang out with when you're drunk at the end of the night, that's your guy that doesn't follow through with plans and makes you anxious and confuses you every night and every weekend. Yeah, that's your guy. But if you're really looking for a stand-up man and a gentleman, he will always go out of his way to remember your plans, to pick you up, to make sure you're still down for those plans a couple of hours or the morning of a couple hours before or the morning of, because that's the polite thing to do. Because he woke up thinking about your plans, just like you woke up thinking about your plans. That means you're on the same wavelength and you both have the same amount of respect for each other. If it's the opposite, well, there's your answer. No respect. Why waste your time? Why give up your precious platinum vagine for this man? I don't know. Don't do it. Another one, bragging Another ick is bragging about money, specifically money they possibly don't have, but act like it. 
Either way, they're both icks. Whether you have a lot of money and you're bragging about it or you brag about having money and don't have it, I've dated both kinds of guys and they both equally suck at just as much. It's not the vibe. I remember um, I dated this guy. Well, not like dated. I guess hooked up with him or whatever. But we like dated throughout COVID. This kid, Jeff, literally thought he's a Taurus. He literally thought he was like God's gift to the earth. He drove this like, I don't even know what model because I don't know cars, but he drove a Lexus and I guess bought it all himself. And, you know, that's that's a great accomplishment. But he acted as if the Lexus was like a Ferrari and it's like the biggest eye roll of my life. He just thought he was so cool. When I get into the car, he just acted like so not excited to see me. Like that's another ick. If he puts up a front and like doesn't show any emotion and is like too afraid to be like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see you. Like doesn't even like show his teeth and like, like flash a smile at you or hug you. That is immediately a red flag. That is fuckboy energy. And that is that is not something you should put up with. It literally, over time, makes you feel so shitty about yourself because that's their play is to really just like slowly, slowly tear you down each time you hang out so that like you will do literally anything they say because you're constantly seeking for their validation and approval. And that's exactly what Jeff did to me. I did so many nice things for him and he he did the exact opposite. The only one thing I will say he did was like took me to Colorado during COVID. Like flights were hella cheap. I think they were like 50 bucks. So we we're like, oh my God, let's go to Colorado. So we randomly decided to go to Colorado. And this was my first time where I like expected a guy to pay for everything because that's how like Jeff acted like he had that kind of money. So I was like, okay, if you're going to act like you've got all this money, I am going to let you play this role and you got to step up to the plate. So obviously made him buy the ticket, the hotel, like the food, everywhere we went, all this stuff. And like the stress I saw on his face just melts away at him each day on this trip was so comical because he was literally running out of money on the trip. Like, I don't think he was prepared for how much this trip, like, actually cost for two people. Traveling is quite expensive, so I don't think he realized, like, how much it was adding up, but I was like, I mean, this kid brags about, like, the money he makes and, you know, acts like he's head honcho over here so I was like all right I'll let you I'll let you put up this front like go ahead and yeah he kind of just did that throughout our like situationship just kind of like made it seem I mean I can't blame him like I feel like he really would be a really like he would spoil a girl that he really loved but he obviously didn't love me and definitely treated me like dirt on the ground. Like I remember he got this huge Airbnb for his birthday in Austin, like close to a mansion, not necessarily, but it was a pretty expensive house. I think it was like a $2 million home. He just like rented it. He didn't buy it. Um, but I remember I like showed up with a bottle of 1942. Who am I? Like this man was constantly leaving me on red and like clearly talking to other girls and I showed up with a fucking bottle a $150 bottle of liquor like on his birthday why did I do that that is embarrassing that is so embarrassing that was my red flag that's my ick from college is that I was out here doing the most for these guys that did the literal least for me and later that night at his birthday I think he kissed like three girls in front of me literally in front of me so yeah I went home crying I had literally rolled and went home in my car crying and it was quite possibly the most embarrassing night <laughs> ever but you know what I'm grateful for that situation because 
it taught me like exactly what I don't want in a man and exactly who I would never want to end up with because it's not cute to pretend like you don't like someone. I don't understand why people do it. Like if you're into someone, like be fully into that person, like be fully with them. If you're confused, don't be with them. If you're, you know, in between emotions and, you know, like kind of want to feel out like everybody, like play the field, then leave me the fuck alone. Like if you know I'm a relationship kind of girl and I want more, stay away from me. And it's just so funny because guys love that. They love a challenge. They think like that's fun. It almost like makes them feel like even better when they're with a girl who likes them so much more because it boosts their ego. Once again, major ick. Only hanging out with you at night. Stay far away from these men too. If the guy is only interested in hanging out at night, like it's game over. Like they're in it for one thing. Stop lying to yourself, sister. If you're sitting here asking your friends like, oh, he only wants to hang out with me at night. Like, why does he want to take me out to lunch or like take me out to like the fair? I don't know what the fuck you do during the day. I don't know. Take me to brunch. If he doesn't want to do anything with you in the daylight, just cut it off, sister. Take it for what it is. It is a slam piece situation. It is nothing more than seeing each other at night. That's all. And you know what? It sucks to admit, but the sooner you admit it, the easier it's going to be to let go and find a guy that will take you to the fucking grocery store and listen to you gab on about the outfit you wore last night. Like, that's the kind of man you want. Okay? Communicating predominantly on Snapchat. This is quite possibly the cringiest thing I can think of. Like, I'm 24 and I still hear about guys at like 26 on Snapchat. Like, I will go on like Snapchat right now at 24 randomly. I don't use it at all actively and I just see like guys from my college that literally have not graduated I think they're like six years at this point and they're still like working at the college bars still like posting on Snapchat and like hooking up with the freshmen and like the new girls that come into the school like it's just it's so weird to see it now because I was once in that position and thought like oh my god like all these guys at college are so hot like the bartenders are so hot, like, oh, these older guys, like, you think it's, like, a hot, like, sexy experience, because you're, like, you feel wanted, but then when you graduate, when you, the freshman, gets older and graduates as a senior, and you see that these guys still haven't left, and they've been there since your freshman year, and they're still at working at the bar, and they're still hooking up with, like, freshmen that are coming in you're like oh my god I get it now and the frats do that too they just like cycle out the newer class the newer freshman classes but like they get older it's just straight up disgusting and I can't believe I didn't see it when I was in college like because you are the you're in the freshman position like you're like oh, this is all brand new and, like, all these older guys want me. But no, no, you're just a part of the cycle. Just wait. New freshmen are going to come in and they're literally going to forget about you. It is really, really gross. I just, I hate when men. So back to what I was saying. I'm sorry, but I feel like the cutoff point for Snapchat is when you have an adult job. If you have an adult job, like you work at a company and you're still Snapchatting, I just, I think that's the biggest red flag. Like you should, why? Why are you on Snapchat? Obviously there's exceptions, you know, like, but if that's your main source of communication or like we're out and you're like, yo girl, what's your snap? Like, are we in college? Excuse me? No. 
that's a red, red flag. Like, I also think, like, keeping up a streak past the age of 20 is just kind of odd. 20 and 21. I, I don't know. If you're doing it with, like, one person, maybe... But like, really, why do you care about a streak? I it's, it's it worries me. Like, why is that your biggest priority? Okay, let's reevaluate, guys. This was quite possibly the biggest submission. The most popular submission was being rude to servers and not tipping appropriately. And I totally agree. I think it's a major turnoff when you're on a date and the guy is like a dick to the waiter. I don't think I've ever experienced this. So RIP to my sirens that had to go through this embarrassment of a guy freaking out on a waiter in front of them. Never experienced this, thank God. But I just think this is like, doesn't matter if you're a guy or girl, everybody should be polite to to servers or any service industry employees. I used to be a host. I used to work in retail. I know what it's like to be on the customer service end. And I think it's important for everybody to have a job in that industry or at least know how to treat those people. Because, yeah, that's straight up fucked up. It shows that they're just not a good human all around. This is another personal experience of mine from Penn, the narcissist. I introduced you guys to Penn back a few episodes ago. And he would always never fail to comment on my weight and make comments about how I should start working out more. I also had this ex named Bob and he literally never failed to be like, your body would just look so much better if you worked out. Like imagine what you'd look like if you worked out, which is like insane because I look back on my body now that I'm pregnant and like I've in a way let go of caring about my appearance. Now that I'm pregnant, I have fully let go of trying to look good. Like I have fully embraced like I am a vessel for my future child and I am in a period of growth and growth is not always beautiful. And sometimes it is not saying I look awful now, but I'm not in my perfect shape, but that's okay because I am doing something very powerful, like growing a whole ass human being inside of me. So yeah, I've given up like, you know, I don't care. I have my belly out, you know, my legs are getting thicker I'm getting weight in my arms. I'm gaining weight in my face. I'm gaining weight. And it's just something I fully have embraced. And I'm actually really loving it because I had an eating disorder prior to this, all because of these guys that I dated in the past, like Bob and Penn would constantly make comments, little remarks about how amazing I'd look if I were you know, toned, if I lifted weights, if I focused on burning more fat. And then you look back on pictures of me, guys, and like I'm literally 100 to 115 pounds and I'm 5'5". Like I was skinny. I had a great body. I was like thin and not saying like your body's only great if you're skinny, but like in for my preference, I believe like I had a great body. Okay. That is my preference. I think that like that was the perfect weight and height for me for the type of look I was going for. But then I had these guys in the back of my mind telling me I was still not good enough, that I was not toned enough, that I could have had a bigger butt, that I could have. And that was like one of actually like the biggest things in all of like even my friendships that people pointed out. People always pointed out. And I don't know what it was. All of like, all of my time spent in Texas specifically, people always pointed out how I did not have a big enough butt. It was just a constant thing. And I heard it so many times from boyfriends and friends, like little teasing remarks and mocking remarks that I like fully believe that I had like a fucking plank ass and had 
no fat there and that like my body was not good enough. Like it was just always so frustrating because it was like a main focal point. And I was like, why are you expecting this half white and half Filipina girl to have an ass? Like, where is the logic here? It made zero sense to me. And like all the people that I hung around, girls and guys, I just, I'm like, all the girls around me didn't have like a Kim K ass. I'm like, why is this expected of me? It was truly mind boggling. And I don't know, it's something I... I'll never get over because it caused me to have an eating disorder starting like my junior year of college. You know, other things attributed to that, like, you know, Penn constantly telling me he liked when my bones would show, you know, those comments are so damaging and they go so deep. Like they, you really carry and hold on to them forever. And It wasn't until, you know, like being with someone who reminded me to eat that celebrated me eating for that to go away. But it's just insane to me that these guys will have the audacity to, you know, comment about their girlfriend's weight. Like you should be with someone like Shake, for example, on fucking Love is Blind, commenting on girls' weights and like saying like, oh, like, you know, I love going to festivals and like, you know if we went to a festival, like, could I lift you? Like, could I put you on my shoulders? Like him trying to figure out if these girls are skinny and if they like meet a certain criteria. And it's just like, why are you looking for these things out of us? Like our bodies will constantly fluctuate. Like you should take someone for as they are, like love them for what they are in that very moment And if they decide later to change their body, that is their choice. But you should love them for exactly what they are and not for their potential. And that that goes for guys and girls. I feel like guys will love girls for like potential like appearances and girls will love guys for their potential personality and ability. Like, you know you date a guy who possibly isn't in the right, like, career, and you say, like, oh, he'll, he'll make it, I believe in him, and I I feel like that's a lot more of a positive thing, or sometimes girls will like guys for their potential, like, oh, he'll, he'll get better, he'll stop cheating on me, that won't get better, but a career change, that could be better if he's a dedicated man. I don't know. All I'm saying is you should really love that person in the present moment and it'll save you a lot of energy. It'll save you a lot of time and it'll help you stick to your non-negotiables. So if you want a guy that's already like in a great career, stable, can start a family as soon as you start dating him, um, will most likely propose to you within a year. If that's the kind of guy you're looking for and then you meet a guy that's complete opposite but you think like, oh, he could potentially do it, you're literally wasting your time. Cut yourself all of the trouble and dysfunction that you're going to place onto him and yourself because you're going to expect all of those things, right? Those are the things you know. You're going into this relationship knowing like, okay, these this is my list of non-negotiables. These are the things I know I'm going to ask of him that I need him to do that I want to get done in my life. And you know damn well he's just not in that space to do it at the moment that you've met him, but you continue to push your relationship and expect that out of him, that's going to make him feel resentful towards you because you will make him feel that he is not living up to those expectations indirectly and directly. Like it is inevitable. And that's exactly what my boyfriend did with me. They had non-negotiables. As fucked up as they are, I'm not excusing them, but they had some non-negotiables like that annoying guy Shake from Love is Blind, which was appearance. Like he, they wanted girls with top tier appearance. They wanted a skinny, beautiful girl with like a really toned body and a nice butt. They wanted that from me. And I could never give that to them because that's just not my build. That's just like not who I was at the present moment. And constantly through our relationship, they reminded me that I was not that and that I would never be that. 
because that's not what I cared about. Our morals did not line up. Our ideas of beauty did not line up. Those things did not correlate. And that's why, why I ended up here today telling you guys to not settle for that treatment. Okay. If someone is vocal about what they don't like about you and they're constantly trying to change you, move on. It's it's not going to work. And accept it now until it gets way deeper and more traumatic, traumatic at the end. Damn, I got hella heated about that. That really pisses me off, guys. Only because, like, there's nothing wrong with me. And there's nothing wrong with your body either. And I think judging people and relationships off of appearance is why I had such a shitty dating life until now. I based every, like, experience, I based every, like, possible relationship experience off of appearances and, like, lust. And when I finally decided to give that up, to, like, go abstinent, focus on myself, that's when I realized, like, appearance does not matter. Height does not matter. All of those arbitrary things do not matter, guys. Like, just, I highly recommend, in all of this, like, ick and red flag talk, I highly recommend just going in with the idea that love actually is blind. Like, to be cheesy, sorry, like, I really like the show because it's accurate. It, It shows how detrimental a person like Shake, who focuses on appearances and lets, you know, their idea of what beauty is get in the way of love, how detrimental that can be to finding someone to spend the rest of your life with. I mean, it may sound so cheesy, but that's what I want. I want to spend time with somebody who truly appreciates me for all that I am on the inside and doesn't, like, care about me having, like, a bad-looking day or me gaining weight or me just falling off my path of appearances for a while. It feels really, really secure and beautiful to know that my relationship isn't based on what I look like because that's not always going to be there. And I know people always say that like looks fade, blah, 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 but still you need to have an attraction. I don't know. For me, my attraction to people, yes, you can have attraction, you know, like lust after someone, but when my attraction is solely based on personality and our connection to each other, on the things that we bond over and the experiences we've had together, both positive and negative, and the way we've worked through all of them, those connections override any type of appearance for me. Like, you can't put a price on a strong connection with someone. So I, I really never understood the argument of, you know, needing to be physically attracted to someone because that comes with time for me. All of the people that I immediately was attracted to just based off of of appearance and went up in flames. Uh, There was no real connection. They didn't love me for me because I could feel they were constantly working on like fixing me. Like, just looking at them, I knew they were looking at me, like, on unlo- thinking about things they would change about me and that things that could be improved. And I'm not saying, like, we need to stop working on ourselves. Like, of course, you know, it's good to work out and keep your physique and, you know, you know, stay at a healthy weight for your body type, you know, to keep up with your appearance here and there. But it's just not, if that's your main priority, I, I just feel like it's flawed and it's, it's going to set you up for a relationship disaster. And that's just my personal take on the whole like love is blind situation and like also all these red flags. I have a whole like, <laughs> I wrote a like way longer list and I just got 
really off track. This is a huge one that I will literally, by the way, this whole entire list, I love it because it's the complete opposite of what Yaz is. Like literally there's nothing on this list that Yaz does. And I'm just like, that's, it It makes my day because I know I'm with a gem of a person and I love him so much, but telling you what to wear and what not to wear. I have dated many shorter guys in the past just because I definitely have a type. I have no idea why, but they would literally get so pissed if I wore like platform heels or wore heels that made me taller than them. Or like that comment about like, oh, that's what you're wearing. Oh, that's what you're like going out in. Like you can't wear that. If a guy controls what you want to wear, immediately no. You're fucking done. I'm dropping you. It's so gross. And half the time, these guys don't even know how to dress. Like, you guys are probably fashionistas on trend, looking hot as hell. Brat's revival up in this bitch. And this guy's trying to tell you, like, oh, that's what you're wearing. Like, no. Like, let me express myself. Like, I look fucking good. Let me wear my chunky ass naked wolf clonkers and my printed jaded London pants and let people stare at me. I look good. I'm having fun. That's what being a woman is all about. Like I want to go out and get stared at and have fun and embrace my youth. Like, and you can't let a guy just take that away from you just because he doesn't want other people staring at you. Like, I'm sorry, but I think that's a compliment for other people to be staring at my partner. Like, that's great. I keep doing it. You know, at the end of the day, they're yours. I think it's a huge sign of insecurity and we don't need insecure men. If you're a confident woman and you're secure in yourself, that is only going to set you 10 steps back. And I was talking to Yaz about this whole list and I read it to him and I said, this was a really popular one having all females in his Twitter likes. And immediately he was like, I feel like that's kind of a red flag for a girl to be stalking a guy's Twitter likes. And I was like, I I guess I didn't think of it that way. Personally, I'm not the kind of girl that like goes through their boyfriend's stuff. Like if you're hiding something, I'm probably going to find out later on and I'll just discover it then. I'm not the kind of person to like to search for bad news um because I just assume it'll come up later on and like what either way I'm gonna figure out like I just I don't know I'm not that nosy because I just don't care like if he's liking some girl's tweet like what I I don't know I think Yaz literally follows like stocks and Elon Musk on Twitter and like news so once again it's just not something Like, if you're hanging out with a guy that has all of that, yeah, like, you should just not be with that. Like, he sounds like a kid. Like, he sounds like he's immature. So stay away from it. I wouldn't even waste your time trying to convince him why it's wrong or, like, just leave. Like, just don't stand for it. I promise. Like, there's tons of other guys that have much more mature and healthy social media feeds that actually contribute to his life in some way, um, not just, like, naked girls. That is my two cents on that. Like, if you really got to convince a guy your stance on following IG girls, like, IG models that, you know, post, like, basically nudes, all that stuff, if you really have to go out of your way to convince them. I'm not saying they're wrong, those guys. Like, I really don't know. Like, it is just a picture. It's not like they know these girls. I mean, it's not like they're having sex with these girls. So it's like, I can't really blame them. But if that bothers you, you know, I think you're also right. I think both sides are right in their own way, because that's what these guys want to look at. And if you don't want your guy looking at that, but he chooses to, why do you like him? If he has a quality that you don't like, do not be with them. You know what I mean? And I feel like the response would be, but I love him and we've been dating. Well, he does this one thing that you really just, it's a non-negotiable for you. So if it really is a non-negotiable, pack it up, find a new one. 
talking about something he knows you know absolutely nothing about just to sound smarter than you. This is the type of shit that grinds my gears. I pen the narcissist literally pulled this shit on me. He was like a biology major, a biochem major, and literally thought he was like the hottest shit ever because this was like one of the harder supposedly majors at my school. But guys, we went to a state school. Like this is just who cares? You know, he just constantly, constantly bragged. And like, I was a fashion major. So he clearly thought like he was much higher than me in all regards, because my major was technically not real, nor was it, you know, highly recognized or like nationally recognized. But I honestly don't care. Look, I'm not a book smart kind of girl. I'm street smart. And that's all that really matters. I graduated on time, unlike a lot of people that I was friends with. So I really just did not care if people didn't think I was smart or not. If you're going to doubt my capabilities, well, that's on you because clearly I've proven that I can make it in the field that I chose that's considered not stable. But yeah, he would constantly bring up like formulas, guys. Like it was so icky. He would tell me, like, he'd bring out his chem book and show me the formulas and, like, talk about them and, like, almost teach me. And I'm like, dude, I don't care about biochem. Do I look like a chem major? Like, it was just so condescending. Like, and he'd literally just talk about it so casually. Look, I don't even know the words to say. Like, I don't even know how to reference what exactly he'd say because that's how much knowledge I have on biochemistry. It's literally zero. So why are you talking to me about it? And it gave me the biggest ick. It was truly one of my like lowest moments of my life was spending time with someone like that. Like, it's one thing to talk about something that you know I don't talk about, that I don't know anything about, But it's another to, like, make me feel bad about it and just, like, expect me to expand on biochemistry. Like, what the actual fuck? Okay, now I'm just going to read the rest of this list because you guys were saying you wanted to hear it. And there's so much going on. Okay, last couple of things are hanging out with his ex because they're still friends. If you can only hang out together alone but not with other people that shows that like you're super insecure with each other you can't stand seeing each other talking to like you know the opposite sex and hanging out with other friends because you guys get jealous major red flag if he refers to his ex as crazy or insane if he's telling you you aren't his type and like making an exception for you Therefore, you are qualified as, in quotations, special because he made an exception and he would never date a girl like you, but somehow he found something special in you. Ugh! Literally, the amount of times I've been told that from white guys in Texas, like, oh, I usually don't date Asian girls. And I'm like, dude, I'm half white. Like, get over yourself. I can't. Like, where are my Filipinas at? Like, If that's not a super common thing for you, I am so jealous because I always got that living in Texas, being like the only Asian girl. They'd all just be like, oh, well, I've never been with an Asian before. Like, oh, I've heard how Asian girls are. It's just so gross. I hate how Asians are fetishized. I hate how Asians are fetish. Oh, God, that word is so hard. I hate how Asians are fetishized in Western media. It is, like, top-tier disgusting. Doing drugs, like, example, acid for a late-night drive. Like, I knew this one guy who literally would get upset and, like, get in his head about his feelings. So he would literally drop a tab of acid and go driving and, like, blow off steam not cute, honey. Talking about being vulnerable, but not expressing slash communicating their needs or emotions and like past traumas. So I went and got dinner with this guy and like he had just started watching The Bachelor, 
like he stalked my socials and like knew I was like very vocal about loving The Bachelor and I was like a big fan of The Bachelor. So this guy would like study my socials and I have proof that he would literally study like my stories and just like apply what he saw on my Instagram stories and talk about him like the next day. But he would like act like he was it was like something he was already interested in. So he wouldn't be like, oh, I saw you were watching The Bachelor. Like, so I started The Bachelor. Like, no, he wasn't honest about it. He'd be like, yeah, like, I love watching The Bachelor. Like, he would lie. And then I'd be like, oh, have you seen season blah, blah, blah. And like, he'd be like, uh, no, actually, like, I don't think I saw that one. But, you know, like, he would play it off that he was into the same things as me. And so he takes me to this like Mexican Asian fusion restaurant and he's sitting down and he's like, I just, you know, I've been watching The Bachelor and like the discussions they have on there. Mind you, I've never brought up The Bachelor to him. He brought it up to me and he was like, I just, you know, the way they talk on there has really opened my mind. And I was like, oh, like, how so? And he was like, well, you know, they're just so vulnerable with each other. And I I just want to be that way. I realized I wasn't really raised that way. So I was like, okay, like, I see, like, you weren't raised that way. I get it. Like, I was kind of not raised that way either. It's It's kind of hard to open up, blah, blah, blah. Like, the whole spiel on The Bachelor. They all say, like, I just want to be vulnerable. Like, take a shot for every time they say that. But I shit you not, I literally thought I was on The Bachelor. Like, I literally think he studied the script because, like, that is all he said. He just said, like, oh, I just want to be really vulnerable with you. And I was like, okay, yeah. Like, no, tell me more. Like, how, like, how are you feeling? Like, what what's on your mind? And, like, he would just keep saying, like, oh, I just, you know, I just think you're a really great person and I want to be more open and, you know, and be vulnerable. And like, I'm not kidding. I did not budge because I knew he was like prompting me to like be open and like kind of trauma dump him and like just start pouring my feelings. So then he could like base his next response off of mine. And I was just like not giving, I was not taking the bait And I don't think he knew that I knew what was going on. And it was just like comical. It was like the weirdest date of my life. I, I straight up was so uncomfortable and I, I had to get out of there immediately. (laughs) Um, my dating experience at post-college was just, oh my God, it was a dumpster fire for sure. Okay. There are so many submissions, um, and so many red flags but overall guys remember your non-negotiables remember the things that you don't like out of a guy and and remember all the things that you do want and if he does not fall under any if he does not check off all your boxes leave him in the dust it's not necessary it's not worth it i promise some of y'all did say some like I'll leave you on on a funny note. You guys were being so savage in the fucking submissions. Literally, somebody said, because I asked you for your eggs. One day, a guy made me scrambled eggs, and there was just something about it. (laughs) I'm literally crying. Yeah, some of you guys took the icks, like, a little too, like, savagely. Somebody said when they use the like really sad pouty emoji wears a hat everywhere in quotations most likely balding this is a fucking fact i dated a guy who literally like always wore a hat the only time i never saw him wear a hat was like obviously like when we were going to bed and in the shower but other than that he wore a hat 24 7 and it was because he was balding stay away from those baseball boys they're balding yeah, and there are some savage ones. Like, when I asked, I, like, when I asked this question, I kind of wanted them to be deeper and, like, deep dive onto, like, red flags and, like, you know, bring it back into relationships and how to find, like, you know, the perfect person for you. But y'all were posting, like, when he posts shirtless selfies on his story. That's honestly, like, kind of gross. So, yeah. Guys in flip-flops. Guys who don't have their license and make you drive them around. <laughs> I'm crying. K 
can't enunciate slurring words mean to kids. What? I'm just reading out, reading all these out loud now. When they take out their vapes on a date. Yeah, vaping is gross. I literally, I, I asked Yaz to stop vaping and he did because I, I can't do vaping. I'm sorry. It's not good for you. It's really bad. Using too many emojis. Yeah, I mean, like, Yaz could send me, like, 15 emojis in a row, and I'd be like, God, I love him, but, you know, if you don't like that guy, anything they do is really a ick. Running with a backpack on? <laughs> Hides his phone and password when around you. Yeah, that's, a, that's sus as fuck. He's probably cheating. Texting female co-workers after hours? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if they're talking about work, but if they're not, eh, who knows? Work friends, I feel like, are just, like, a completely different, like, like simulation. Like, I don't know. Those relationships are so important in a way to me, but also so odd. Like, I can't believe that they're real in a way. Because you, like, talk to your friends at work. Like, or you talk to your coworkers and you literally just spill all your life story and then you, like, kind of never talk to the man until you clock in. But I guess if this guy is, like, texting them after hours casually, I don't know. I wouldn't look too into it, guys. Kind of like the whole Twitter likes thing. If it really bothers you that much, I say drop them. Definitely a red flag when guys accuse you of cheating. It's because they are facts sister yeah you guys really just like went in there were so many hilarious submissions but overall if you have this many icks about a guy most likely you don't like them and i say move on and find a man that checks off all your boxes checks off those non-negotiables make a list today ladies Go abstinent for a little while, focus on yourself, read this list, memorize it, and then go back to dating and let me know how it works out for you. That's it for today's episode and I will see you sirens next week.